Welcome to Retirement Matters with Dale Smothers. Dale is the founder and president of R.D. Smothers Wealth Management, South Central Kentucky's premier retirement planning firm. Dale holds a master's degree in business management with an emphasis in finance and has the retirement income professional certification. Dale is a trusted voice to families across the great state of Kentucky and a regular contributor to many local media publications. Now, here's Retirement Matters with Dale Smothers. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Retirement Matters, the show for folks who are fed up with outdated financial advice and for those who are looking to retire while worrying less about the stock market and more about living life the way they have always wanted. I'm Dale Smothers and it is my goal to give you the information you need each and every weekend to save money, plan well, and live happy in retirement. It is shaping up to be a fairly nasty weekend. It's a lot of rain in store for us this weekend. Uh, so I can think of nothing better to talk about than food. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about food. Did you know that the average plate size in America has grown nearly 23% between the years of 1900 and 2012? Yeah, it's actually proven. Uh, there was a study done that showed the average plate size grew between those years from 9.6 inches in diameter to 11.8 inches in diameter. Anytime you go into a restaurant, you can look at that plate and know that it was a lot smaller for our parents, for our grandparents, and definitely for our great-grandparents. Now, I'm confident you are maybe amazed by that statement, but you are for sure Wondering, am I on the right show? Is this about retirement or about food? Um, or, or maybe you're even thinking, Dale, why in the world are you telling us this crazy statistic? If you will give me the next 15 to 20 minutes of your time, I promise you this. We will draw some parallels between why America's plate size matters and retirement matters. This is what we want to do today. We want to bring out four key principles of dietary health and apply them to finance. Uh, believe it or not, the dietary health sciences actually have a pretty good grasp on even how to plan better for retirement. As always, a little bit of information on our firm, R.D. Smothers Wealth Management. We're just a few weeks away from moving into our new office. If you go down Main Street in Campbellsville and, and you look around, you might see a little bit of a, a, a remodel project going on in the Willock Building. We're just a few weeks away from moving across the street, and we cannot wait to welcome our clients into our new office. Until then, though, always know that you can reach out to us at 270-600-PLAN. Uh, 270-600-7526 is the number to get in touch with us or a member of our team. If you are interested in subscribing to our newsletter, you can jump on our website at rdswealth.com and be able to subscribe to the website there. You also can learn a little bit about our firm if you're interested in calling us or, or getting a little bit of information about what we do for you as a client. This show is about helping you, the listener, save money, plan well, and live happy. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing a lot about saving money. So, in all of our episodes, we cover one or all three of those. Save money, plan well, live happy. We're going to be discussing a lot about saving money and probably bleed over just a little bit into planning well. So, what I want you to do is think about the statistic that I just cited. Again, average plate size in America has grown over 23% between 1900 and 2012. It's went from 9.6 inches round 
to 11.8 inches in diameter. And so we think about why in the world we would be talking about that for retirement planning. And I want to give you four core principles of the dietary sciences that were actually, this was published in a report in 2012 by two gentlemen, uh, Court von Emerson and Brian Wansink. They published this work in the Journal of Consumer Research. These two gentlemen began to explain to the public that plate size has a lot to do with our obesity in America. And they begin to talk about the four core principles of dietary science. That if you want to maintain a healthy diet, a healthy lifestyle, you need to subscribe to these four principles. Principle number one was to use smaller plates. They actually did some research and they said that if if an individual consumes just 50 more calories per day, that individual puts on an extra five pounds per year. And that this plate size, this plate increase, would definitely increase the likelihood that we are taking on more calories. They said that it comes from a lot of our our core principles as a human, right? That our moms told us, make sure you're eating all of your food. If, If you don't clean your plate, you're not doing something right. A lot of us probably grew up that way. And I've still not understood the parallel between starving kids in Africa and why I have to eat all of my food. But I'll digress. We are told and we understand as a small child, clean your plate. Well, if the plate gets bigger and we fill the plate, we then eat more food. So number one, use a smaller plate. And they say that this actually creates a chain reaction because a smaller plate lends itself to less food, less food to fewer calories and fewer calories to a healthier diet. You think about number two and what they actually label this is called serve sequentially. Um, Basically, what that means is you need to eat your vegetables first. Eat your vegetables first. They say that it satisfies your hunger and that the next thing you eat, you eat less of. There's behavioral science that backs this up, and we'll get into that in just a few minutes. But basically, if you're eating your vegetables and then you move to your macaroni and cheese and your potatoes, which, by the way, are not classified as vegetables here. Um, you know, I may argue with that point. But when you move to that, you're eating less of those bad things. So eat the good stuff first, eat the bad stuff last, and by the time you get there, you have hopefully satisfied your hunger. Number three, they say to remove temptation. Now, this one makes sense. Make sure that you've got healthy foods conveniently placed for you. In other words, late at night, if you need a snack, make sure you've got something healthy to snack on. And then they say number four is to force a rhythm. And what they recommend, again, this was published in 2012, they say to eat smaller meals more regularly as opposed to eating when you feel like it or waiting until you're hungry to eat. Because of that, they say that you will eat fewer calories and hopefully eat even better foods. Okay, so there are the four key principles of dietary science. But what does that have to do with retirement? Well, first and foremost, I think that if you eat better and you have a healthier lifestyle, I think you're going to live happier. So I told you earlier that we would be talking a lot about saving money and planning well, perhaps. But this is even about living happy, if you want to think of it that way. Uh, You know, making sure you're eating healthy, making sure you've got good dietary restrictions and, and dietary practices. Hey, that's a wonderful thing. So if you didn't learn anything else, 
there are your four key tips to living a healthy life. Um, and you know, if if you want, I've got some friends. Actually, one of my best friends' wife is a dietitian, and if she is listening, I think she'll be really happy that I gave that general knowledge to you as a listener. Uh, but what I would like to do is draw some parallels on the dietary sciences and show you that they actually apply pretty nicely. When I was listening to these things, and as I begin to read these things, I just happened to stumble on these, and, and I begin to think, man, that would apply a lot to retirement planning, especially in the phase where we are saving for retirement. Whether you're five years, 10 years, or even 15 years out from retirement, applying these core principles to monetary sciences is a beautiful thing if you think about it. Number one, in number one, it says use smaller plates. In in this science, they talk about something called Parkinson's law. And Parkinson's law, it sounds nasty, but basically what it is, it, it is telling us that we will take what we have. We will use what we have. Parkinson's law, when applied to the science, says that you will eat everything that you put in front of yourself. If you have more food, you're going to eat more. That's the behavioral science behind what they're using as uh, dietary science. But whenever we apply that to the financial side, I'm telling you that you will spend as much money as you allow yourself to spend. And traditionally, I even have very wealthy clients tell me this, we will live according to the amount of money we bring in. If we bring in less, we'll spend less. If we bring in more, we will spend more. And that really makes a lot of sense if you think about it. There's a book that uses this example to illustrate this behavioral science. It's called Profit First. And it talks about this idea of a toothpaste tube. It's a really neat idea if you think about this. And it, and it illustrates Parkinson's law perfectly. The illustration goes a little something like this. You have a brand new tube of toothpaste and you're about to start brushing your teeth. More than likely, just like all of us, you will take the entire toothbrush and cover it with toothpaste. You'll put a nice bead of toothpaste on your toothbrush. And maybe even for the sake of imagination, while you're getting your bristles wet, you put it under the faucet one last time before you begin to brush your teeth. The bead of toothpaste falls into the sink. But it's okay because you've got a lot of this stuff. You just immediately bring it back to the tube and you put more toothpaste on it. And simply because you have a lot of it, you're going to use it very liberally. The whole toothbrush is probably going to be covered with toothpaste. But then imagine that you are at the end of the tube of toothpaste. What do we all do? We all squeeze with everything we've got, and we've all got our own little unique technique where we can roll it up or maybe push it with our thumb, and we get just enough to cover a few bristles, and we're satisfied. We feel as if we have accomplished something, and we have just enough toothpaste to achieve that minty, fresh taste that we all enjoy. That's the same way with your salary. We all find a way to get by on what we make. I am not by any means telling you to live on pennies, but even Dave Ramsey has a slogan that he says, if you live like no one else, one day you will be able to live like no one else. And what he's saying is, if you will save money now while you are making money, get out of debt, spend less than you make, you're going to be setting yourself up for a lot better chance of success than if you're spending every dime you make. Now, how do we do that, Dale? How do we, how do we 
have smaller plates in this journey to retirement. I think the first thing that I would do in order to have a smaller plate is to set aside your money first. Pay yourself first. And what you can do by paying yourself first is you set aside money before you start paying your bills because you are going to live on what you bring in. One of the easiest ways to pay yourself first is to set aside money in your 401k. If you are lucky enough to work for a business that gives you opportunities to invest in a retirement account where they match you, go ahead and set aside at least the amount of money that they match. The easiest thing to do is to just walk into your HR department and set that money aside. If you're not already doing that, do that. If you are already doing that and you get a raise, don't take all of that raise. Put a portion of that raise to your 401k. Make yourself use a smaller plate. Number two in this dietary science is called serve sequentially. And like I said, that means you need to eat your vegetables first and eat the sweet stuff later or eat your vegetables first and work your way down to the not so healthy stuff. Now, I'm pretty sure you can see where I'm going with this one, but I want to talk to you about the behavioral science behind this. In behavioral finance, there's this phenomenon called the primacy effect. To explain this primacy effect, I want to actually take us into a small game, a real quick game that I'm going to play with you, and I think it will illustrate what I'm talking about when I say primacy effect, and then I'll actually go into the definition of primacy effect and hopefully explain to you why it's important for us to understand that we have this bias. So I'm going to play this game called Sinner and Saint. I want you to tell me, I'm going to list some characteristics of two different people, and I want you to tell me which is the sinner and which is the saint. So we're going to go through person number one's characteristics, and then we're going to go through person number two, and I want you in your mind to immediately tell me who is the sinner and who is the saint. So here we go. Person one, here are his characteristics. Evil, hate, anger, joy, care, love. Is that person the sinner or the saint? The person number two's characteristics go like this. Loving, care, joy, anger, hate, evil. Now I want you to think to yourself, which is the saint and which is the sinner? If you are thinking to yourself, person number one is definitely the sinner and person number two is definitely the saint, you have just fallen victim to primacy effect. But don't feel bad. That's the normal reaction. That's actually the human brain working the way it's supposed to. Because that list of characteristics for each one and two is the exact same. They're just read in reverse. So the one that I said, evil, hate, anger first, your brain immediately said, that's the sinner. The one that I said, love, joy, care first, immediately you thought that's the saint. And that's just the way our brain works. Primacy effect in its definition is that we put more emphasis as human beings on things that happen first in a series of events than we do on the things that happen last. And when you apply primacy effect to the financial sciences, it's telling you to pay yourself first. So if you are every month setting aside a certain amount of money, quote unquote, paying yourself first, you're going to be more inclined to setting aside the adequate amount of money in savings as opposed to trying to then just get through the month and whatever's left over, I'll save. Because whatever's left over is going to be a lot smaller simply because your plate is too big. You're filling the plate. You're eating all of the money, all of the income that is hitting the plate, and now you have nothing to save. So, 
primacy effect and making sure you're eating your vegetables first or quote unquote saving your money first is necessary for you. Don't try to beat this primacy effect because it's normal. Make sure that you understand that you have it and make sure you understand how to utilize it. Number three on the behavioral science, um, excuse me, on the on the dietary science is to remove temptation. I think it's real important for you as an investor, one that is planning for retirement, to remove as much temptation as possible. Now, I can't tell you what your temptation is because I don't know what your temptation is. But I will tell you this, that if you have a lot of money that is setting in a savings account that is as easy to get to as a checking account, it's going to be much easier for you to walk in and buy maybe that side-by-side that you've always wanted, or to walk in and spend that money on things that otherwise you would not have spent. In other words, we've got a smaller plate, and we're continuing to save, but once you've saved that money, don't put it somewhere that you can easily see or that you can easily get to. You've got to save yourself from your number one enemy, which most of the time is yourself. And so making sure that you're removing the temptation to spend those savings on things that are frivolous, the best and easiest way to do that again is to put that money in a 401k because once it's there, it's a little bit more difficult to get. Number four, if you are thinking, oh, and let me say this too, on number three, we are not by any means saying to put all of your money in a 401k because you have to have at least three to six months of expenses in an emergency fund. If you need help with that, if you'd like to figure out any of that information, get in touch with us at 270-600-PLAN and we can sit down with you and help you structure exactly how much needs to be invested versus how much needs to be in a savings account for emergencies. All right, I feel like a preacher that is on Sunday morning and we're up against the time clock because I know that I've only got you for another minute or two here. So I want to hit number four very briefly, and it is about building a rhythm. I believe that this is where in the financial sciences we begin to talk about planning. You know, in the health science, in the dietary science, it's all about eating smaller meals throughout the day. That means you have to plan when you're going to eat and what you're going to eat. Don't just wait until you're hungry to eat. The same way goes with finances. We have to know what our investment schedule is going to look like, how much money we can safely pull from a retirement account, or how much money we need to put in the retirement account to achieve the objective that we are looking for. In order to do that, I would employ you to reach out to someone for professional help. If you are not working with someone or you would like a second set of eyes on your plan, always know that you can reach out to us at 270-600-PLAN. We are always on standby waiting to help you if you have any questions along your retirement journey. Until we talk again next weekend, always remember to save money, plan well, and live happy. Oh, and by the way, the next time you go to your all-you-can-eat buffet, use a smaller plate. God bless. Investment advisory services offered through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and RD Smothers Wealth Management are not affiliated entities. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as a sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. RD Smothers Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by RD Smothers Wealth Management. This radio show is a paid placement.